You're listening to the Traveling Music Therapist podcast. My name is Yuki and I'm a registered music therapist from Western Australia. In this podcast, I travel all around the place to talk to music therapists everywhere. And today I'm talking to Emily Mastratos, founder of ELM Music Therapy. She's also from Western Australia and she's a great friend of mine. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Traveling Music Therapist episode number five. Today I am here with Emily Mastratos. She's also an RMT working in Western Australia. Thanks for having me today, Em. Oh, thank you. We're at her I'm house. Excited. <laughs> and she's organized some healthy snacks, which I sort can't of. wait to get. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll hear us just crunching in the middle of this podcast, just like not Sorry. being able to talk. <laughs> um, yeah, so Em, do you want to, oh, first of all, mm. I've never asked you this, but am I saying your last name correctly? You are. Oh, good. Yeah, well done. <laughs> oh, thank you. Most um, people are like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's funny though? Because I have your address saved in my phone, um, in my contacts, and I just pressed your name to get here, like yeah. just Google Maps That's just cool. does that. And then when I got here, Google Maps was like, um, arrived at... They even said Emily, weirdly. Uh-huh. Arrived at Emily Mostratos. <laughs> and I'm like, who? <laughs> Mostratos. Yeah, and then I just thought, oh, hang on a second. Maybe I haven't been um, saying <laughs> her last name correctly. No, you're, you were perfect. Great. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Anyways, um, um, do you want to tell everyone what you do at the moment for music therapy work? Yeah, sure. So um, a big chunk of my work is with Sing and Grow Australia um, as clinical specialist for WA. Um, which is in early intervention work, um, same as what Yuki's doing, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And another big chunk of my work is private practice. So that's mostly, well, actually, it's all in disability sector now. Mm -hmm. So I work with um, lots of different types and groups of people. And from very young, from about youngest I've worked with is probably nine months old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. And the eldest is maybe in their 70s. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. A whole yeah, lifespan. Big range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Oh, mm. cool. Do you know what? I actually um, was contacted by a potential client last week or so, mm. and they were wondering about music therapy for their 11 week old. Whoa. And I was like, whoa. Like I, I told yeah. them what it was, but I didn't hear back from them. But I was like, wow, it's, people know about music therapy (laughs) yeah it's it's really interesting and um not gonna lie I find the younger ones it's a bit tricky sometimes it's like oh what can you do exactly and yeah just trying to like nut out what they're really interested in as Mm -hmm. well at such a young age and what sort of they like the instruments or they like the singing and then just going from there and yeah, and also what they're physically capable of as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't want to overwhelm them too much. Like, mm. um, like sometimes with three-year-olds or something, and especially if you're working with kids that might have some sort of developmental delay, yeah, you sort of kind of assume that they're going to be able to pick up on the activities or just, you know, just really even understand the concepts. But I guess that's sort of the thing about music therapy is because music is so easily understood by um, children who are even very, very young. And it's something that you can passively engage in. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a preferred age range oh, then? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> it's funny, when I was at doing my master's at uni, I really thought I loved working with adults with disability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it actually turns out I really love working with children. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that shift's been 
quite a new realization for me. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. So oh, cool. And <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's because of Sing and Grow influence? <laughs> you're just really loving how Sing and Grow is working. <laughs> I do love Sing and Grow. That is mm. true. But I'm not sure it has actually influenced my decision. It's yeah. quite interesting. There was a job that's come up in Adelaide mm-hmm. and it's working with adults with disability and that's oh, where I did okay. one of my placements. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I always say, like, oh, if that job ever comes up, mm-hmm. I'm going for it. <gasps> yeah. No, are you moving? No, no. <laughs> no. But, it, yeah, it just kind of really made me think about what populations I enjoy working mm-hmm. with and the ages and, yeah, you know, yeah. really made me question that for myself. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's mm. – yeah, when you mentioned that, like, when I was studying, I really thought that I would grow towards mental health, mm. you know, like um, physically very able sort of people yes. but with mental health issues. And um, I did a placement in that and I really did enjoy that but – I don't know, I've just really started to enjoy disability with mm. children and that I think I flagged at the very beginning of my course as a population that I would not yeah. want to work with it's so because I love children and because, you know, obviously it can be very overwhelming yeah, and um, very, confronting absolutely to definitely. see children with, you know, severe disability and that kind of thing. It's heartbreaking. It can be, absolutely. Mm. And then... But when you're working in there and yeah. you, you get to know the kids and you get to know their personalities. Yeah, you stop seeing the disability. Absolutely. That's one thing that I've discovered, you know, doing a lot of work in disability is that yeah. you really stop sort of seeing the disability. And that's yeah. something that I never realised that I could do. Like, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Um, mm. Yeah. So that was really interesting for me. Interesting mm. discovery along the way. Um, yeah. So, oh, look at that little kitty. <laughs> Family has a few pets at her place. She has a cat, and you've got some rabbits. And oh, uh, yeah, had a rabbit. Oh, had oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Sorry to bring that up. <laughs> no, no, <it's> yeah, <laughs> so it's just a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, always interesting at Emily's house. <laughs> I have Very a puppy at home. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, it's my sister's dog. Yeah, Aww. he's called Toffee. He's a beagle cross with a Labrador. Oh, yeah, so he's smart, but he's also very cheeky. Oh, mm. I think be- beagles just love to chew everything and just dig everything up. Yeah, which is what he loves to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, back to music therapy stuff. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you, how did mm. you originally find out about music therapy? Yeah. So I. Uh, I have a few memories, mm-hmm. like really key moments I remember about me- finding out about music therapy and I'm not sure what came first. Mm-hmm. So um, I've always had a real passion for music and obviously studied to, in a Bachelor of Music and sort of discovered early on that maybe I wasn't that cut out for performance because mm-hmm. um, it takes, you know, massive dedication. Yeah. You- four to six hours of practice a day Mm, very isolating it's very Mm. isolating absolutely and that was and the competitiveness just didn't really sit very Mm. well with me and my personality yeah and then I started doing psychology units in uni and really loved both those things so Mm -hmm. um and at that point I had already heard about music therapy which was great because I was like yes cool just that for me (laughs) um so previously I think in high school my mum had showed me a story on like ABC or something like that about mm-hmm. um, some cancer patients who okay. were working with a music therapist and what they were doing is they were writing an opera about their experience to share with their family and their friends mm. and so um, the music therapist was helping them write 
the lyrics to the songs and yeah. then helping them put chords to the music and then mm -hmm. they actually brought in professional opera singers to sing wow. for their family and their yeah. friends yeah. um and that was just really blew me away and mm -hmm. i was like wow i really want to know what that's about mm -hmm. and that just seems like such a a rewarding and a, like really enriching thing to do with your life so yeah. kind of started there and then I read an article about Louise Miles in one of like the Sunday Times interest articles and um, and once I'd read that as well I was just like yes I need to this is what I want to do so, yeah mm. oh cool yeah yeah because no, Louise Miles she was on my last episode um, <laughs> if you haven't heard it yet but um, yeah so she's been in WA for I don't know I don't know actually how long she's been here maybe like just over ten years or something but she's mm. been at the hospital for about 11 years yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah no i think she's sort of everyone's point of contact <laughs> definitely yeah and uh, when i first started studying or wanted to pick up studying music therapy i emailed amta and was like you know can you can somebody help me out with observation mm. um of music therapy and they were like oh just contact louise <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> She's always been that person for the ANTA as well. Obviously, they know her well because she used to be the president of, course, of the Australian yeah. Music Therapy Association. Mm. And she sort of lives close by to here. So Emily lives north of Perth. And if you heard my last podcast, I was sort of saying, you know, anywhere in Perth, if it's 30 minutes or more, mm. it sort of feels like you're going to the other end of Perth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's so <Yeah>. true. <laughs> and, um... You know, I guess this podcast is called The Traveling Music Therapist, so I do feel that it's appropriate <laughs> you know, I have travelled <laughs> to get here. <laughs> I think sort of um, travelling for music therapists is sort of a job description, mm, you know. Totally. Especially yes. in private practice. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So much travel. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of driving. Yeah. Always have to remember to clock those odometer numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I still haven't done that. Yeah. This day. <laughs> and you get really happy when like the petrol prices are down. Like yes. <laughs> near my house it was a hundred and two cents the other day. Oh wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. I know. <laughs> and then that was without the you know, the how they do the four yeah. cents vouchers and stuff. Yeah. That was even before that. So I was like, oh, wow. wow. That's insane. Yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> get excited about yeah, fuel I know. <laughs> you get excited about oh. fuel prices, you get excited that <laughs> you can um claim any musical purchases. That is tax the time. best thing ever. It is the best thing ever. <laughs> There's a drum kit in this room. Do you use it? I haven't very much. Both my dad and my partner play drums. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we've actually got two electric drum kits. Oh, so this is just the one. <laughs> yeah. We Do you guys have one an acoustic one? <laughs> no. Dad does have one packed away. I think it's like 20 or 30 years old. So yeah. it's like a beautiful old kit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so our family has jam sessions every now and again. Which oh, that's is pretty so cool. fun! Yeah, so you have a musical played. family. Yeah, definitely. My brother's played guitar since he was like eight years old or something. Mm -hmm. So oh, cool. And he's ten years older than me. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you would have been had a great guitar teacher then, like going through yeah. music therapy. Because yeah, you didn't play guitar before you started. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I was so that was I was so stressed about that too. Yeah, but you always but, played double bass. Or, yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you reckon that's helped? Like I because mm. I played cello when I was younger. Yeah. Just having that flexibility and strength in your left hand to be able to pick up guitar. Do you think that? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I imagine mm. it would have because mm. you're right. With your left hand, you're doing all the chords and holding the. <laughs> 
you know, those steel strings down yeah. and they they cut your fingers. Yeah. But, you know, having played string instruments before, I think yeah. definitely helped. Yeah, especially yeah. the bass instruments as well because the strings are a bit thicker. Just a little. Oh, they're so much more expensive too. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to violin strings or guitar strings are so cheap. I know. That was the first thing that I was like blown away by yeah. when I first started learning guitar. Strings are just so cheap, you know, like you get a whole set of guitar strings for yeah. like one good cello string. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 300 bucks for a set of double bass strings. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, now, I wanted to ask you, mm. could you share with us, um, our listeners, one success story or one memorable moment in music therapy? Yeah, sure. Um, it doesn't have to be one. You can share a few if you want. Yeah, I, I, I probably do have a few. Yeah. I've got a recent one which I haven't told you about, oh, which okay. might be fun to share. Yeah. Um, I've been recently just met this lady, and um, I will admit I can't remember exactly what her disability is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, along the lines of Parkinson's, mm-hmm. so she has lost the ability to move her body mm-hmm. um, and speak, unfortunately. So, mm. But her mental state is very healthy. Oh, okay. Yep. So a little bit, again, sort of a bit like locked-in syndrome, mm-hmm. sort of along those lines. Yep. Um, so she's quite profoundly disabled physically mm-hmm. and restrained to a wheelchair. Yep. So I had my first session with her and we just sort of, listen to some of her favorite music, just getting to know each other a little bit, enjoying some time together, listening to her music. And um, I noticed that she had a little bit of movement in her foot. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, look, I've got an idea. Let's give this a try. Mm -hmm. So I got out my iPad and I've got an app called Umi. Mm -hmm. It's spelled I-U-M-I. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so what happens is it's a little bit like a sound beam in that it tracks movement so Mm -hmm. any movement you make it can play a musical note of some sort so um you set it up so in this case facing the foot so it uses the video camera yeah yeah and tracks her foot movements so we got it all set up got it all ready and then um she was able to move her feet to make the musical instrument activate so it's kind of like we set it on a pentatonic scale so Um, just to so that she could successfully make any sounds with the music yeah. and it would sound really cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got that going and then um, last session did a bit of a like bluesy jam mm-hmm. and yeah, it was so fantastic to see. She was laughing and just mm-hmm. this big smile on her face and yeah. her, luckily her daughter was there to witness oh, that too and she was just like... Nice. She was so happy. She said it's really hard to get a reaction from her mum and yeah. for her to be smiling and laughing and mm. enjoying herself was um, really fantastic. Yeah, just really being able to show that engagement. Exactly, you know, because yeah. That... Especially with things like locked-in syndrome and mm. that kind of thing. It's just hard for <laughs> them to even express that, their, yes. their enjoyment or Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, and just to have that little bit of control over a situation... I imagine would be, well, I'd hope would be quite empowering for mm. her. So yeah, yeah, um, being yeah, able to really like cool. make choices and you know just being able to create music. Yeah, independently, independently. and that self-expression. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that was really cool. Oh, awesome. That was a recent one, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, so Emily and I have been working to promote music therapy, I guess, over here mm. uh, for prospective students. And we've been doing some presentations. Yes. Uh, the, the most recent one was last week um, at Rossmoyne Senior High School. So yeah, we had a nice group of um, people there and Emily has this one client that she, client story that she shares with us at these presentations. Do you want to just tell everyone about it? Because yeah, it's just sure. like, she has a video of um, this client as well. And every time I watch it, like I've watched it two times now, it still like tears me <laughs> up a little bit. I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's anyway, like, I'll, I'll leave you to okay. tell the story. Um, <laughs> So I work with this beautiful young girl, she's um, eight years old now, and um, oh, actually she's just turned seven, maybe, anyway, that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, so she has really profound disabilities due to a brain injury. Um, when I first met her, her report said that she had very limited play and social skills, um, you know, very limited communication because she can't speak. She can only sort of vocalize with these ah sounds and sometimes mm -hmm. an ooh sound. Mm -hmm. um, so when I first met her, we we're just really getting to know each other again. And um, I always play the same hello and goodbye song because, yep. you know, that repetition is really important so mm -hmm. that people get really comfortable and they know that they can explore that space really safely and they can it's really predictable and I think mm -hmm. that just helps the opportunities sort yeah. of to be creative flower so yeah yeah um just so recently we've been working on switch using a switch so if you don't know what a switch is it's just a button that you press and it plays a recorded mes message and in this case the message was goodbye so it was part of the goodbye song and we're just getting her to show us that she could use the switch with intention, which is really important because mm -hmm. we need to know that she is communicating with us with intent mm -hmm. and um, also trying to get her timing placing really good mm -hmm. so that she could have a conversation with someone quite smoothly. Yeah. Um, and obviously music, with the structure of music, it helps people organise their movements mm -hmm. and their thoughts to be able to activate the switch in mm -hmm. good timing and then eventually you can put that into just everyday life. Yeah, yeah. So, um, getting down to it, we were doing the goodbye song for, you know, probably the hundredth time, I don't know, <laughs> using the switch and yep. she was using it really purposefully with great intent and she was responding really well and quickly to my singing her goodbye, goodbye to her and then towards the end of the song, um, you could just see something was about to happen. She was really gearing up to something. Her mouth was moving and she was just had this just look on her face and out of nowhere she does this growly goodbye mm -hmm. and we were just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what just happened? Her, her she nurse. She actually spoke. Yeah, she yeah. said she sung goodbye to us and her nurse who's like her full-time nurse just she was just laughing she just couldn't believe she was in yeah. such shock and mm. it was just yeah one of those yeah, on this video <laughs> yeah you could just hear this nurse laughing yes yeah, and then she and then your client says goodbye it's yeah. amazing it's like, pretty cool mm. <laughs> so it just really shows you the power of music to help um organize ourselves and mm -hmm. um prepare for those moments yeah. so and like you were saying um repetition is so important mm. but in something like music, in a song, 
um, you know, singing goodbye over and over again doesn't sound unnatural, you know? Like, if you were trying to just do that spoken... Yeah, exactly. It's just so... <laughs> it's very unnatural. Strange. Yeah, <laughs> it'll feel very strange and, um, you know, it'd be very sort of difficult to join in with Absolutely, that. You yeah. know, just saying goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Okay, you can join in now, goodbye. Like, you know, that just doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. But when if it's singing... When it's placed to music. Placed to music, yeah. You know, there's that opportunity for creative creativity and being mm. um, spontaneous mm. and that improvisation element yeah. is really important in mm. my work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. It's so incredible, like, what you can... Like, you, you know, you've heard those case studies, you know, when you s study mm. music therapy and you sort of think like, oh, they've probably picked out these incredible cases to talk about and I'm sure they have. But Absolutely. you do come across like with any client that I've had, you just mm. have those moments with them where it's like, wow, this is amazing. Like, we've just like unlocked a new skill for them. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, there's so <laughs> many clients that um, recently I was, um, seeing a little boy, he was about, he would have been five, um, four or five. He was already attending kindy or preschool or something and he had autism and his mum was sort of st stressing out a little bit, you yeah. know, just because he was going to a mainstream school and he wasn't, you know, able to engage in school and mm. that kind of thing. But they, she really wanted to work on his speech skills. And um, we were singing and um, using all these different instruments and I think it was really motivating for him that mm. I just sort of, I only had maybe like one session with him. Yeah, it was in the first session where I just told him like, you know, if you want to use the instrument, then you have to say please. Yeah. And so he would say please. And so like we went about the session and then after that session finished, his mum was like, oh, that's actually the first time he's ever said that word, please. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what? Really? Really? Like, sure? I didn't even notice like wow. because he yeah. just said it so naturally. naturally and, yeah. mm. That's incredible. Yeah. And um, there was this little boy that I talked about in um, Matt and Asami's podcast, Collective mm. Music Therapy, for those of you guys who are interested to listen to another music therapy podcast. Um, this little boy, he was about two or three, and um, after about you know five, six sessions um, that I had with him, he was considered nonverbal, mm -hmm. um, so he didn't really make many vocalizations with intent. Um, but his physical skills were sort of getting there, like he was mm. able to use um, the instruments and that kind of thing. Um, but one day he just said "Mama" and looked straight at his mum, oh. and she just started crying. Yeah, yeah. His mum just That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, and I'm a very emotional person. I was trying yes. hard, like so hard, not <laughs> yes. to cry. Me too. You know, like yeah. like with with your client in yeah. um, the one that sang goodbye. How hard is it not oh, to cry? So hard. Because <laughs> you just you just mm. know you've unlocked something, and the potential for that is yeah. just incredible. So. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, it's really nice that she said goodbye in the session, but that actually opens up a lot of doors for her yeah. other therapies too, to mm -hmm. work on her yeah. skills and, you know, different things that they might be able to try that they mm -hmm. thought, oh, she might never have the ability to do that. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's yeah. become an option and that, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. Definitely. Um, there's the little boy that I talk about in those music therapy presentations. Mm. So I talk about how he, um, so he was another one with acquired brain injury, but also with autism. Mm. And he, um, during our sessions, learnt to do the quacks in Five Little Ducks with his hands, <laughs> like actually make the movement instead of saying quack, 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 because he was also nonverbal. Yeah. Um, 
but when he actually was able to do that it was sort of like oh wow like now he's shown us that he can use um, fine motor skills with his with intent in place of language and mm. you know for a nonverbal boy that opens up so many possibilities now yeah, for him absolutely. to use sign language yes. um, because he was quite good at using um, his iPad mm -hmm. he had like a PEX sort of oh, app yeah. um, so he was able to um, form simple sentences by um, combining those little icons on his iPad but yeah. he'd never really done much sign language and that sort of limits him because he can only communicate when he's got the, the iPad or, you device, know. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so um, it's an incredible thing. Music is just very motivating for everyone. Mm, you know, it doesn't matter absolutely. how old, like you were saying, you know, yeah. you've got quite a few older clients. I actually, the oldest client that I've had is probably about 70 as well, but I've yeah. only had one yeah. ever. Yeah. Even um, with my student placement, I didn't really work with adults mm. or geriatrics like yeah. older, older people. Mm -hmm. um, and that was just because I feel like I can't. <laughs> I, I think I'd be too emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I don't have the skills to, that's not what I mean at no, all. No, it's, no. it's just about, you know, that particular, pro yeah, personal thing. It's so important to identify those things too for yourself yeah. as a therapist. And yeah, um, yeah because yeah, we just that we all have our strengths, and mm -hmm. it's obviously much better to work towards those. And yeah, um, I mean, I'd like to though. I think yeah. you know everyone needs to explore and grow. And oh, that kind definitely. Of thing. Well, like we both said, we <laughs> ended up working with people we never thought we'd work yeah. with. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's finding that balance of being a bit sort of I, I don't know for me personally, like mm -hmm. anxious about working with different people, mm -hmm. and then you know, just giving that a try and exploring mm. and finding yeah. out. Yeah, especially being like relatively new therapists, both exactly. of us. Yes. Um, so I actually <laughs> met Emily because um, I had started the Masters of Music Therapy um, over in Melbourne, but I was doing a blended learning course, so it meant that I didn't actually relocate to Melbourne. So I was living in Perth and um, the uni told me that there was a second year <laughs> studying Yay. music therapy as well <laughs> from Perth. And... I was like, oh, yay, there's actually someone else over here that could sort of um, prepare me <laughs> for what's to come, you know, being in my first two weeks of study. Oh, yeah. And then so I called up Em and I was like, do you, do you mind if we have a coffee and have a chat? <laughs> you know, because it's very lonely being in Perth. Yes. Being, you know, just both of us, we were the only student in our mm. cohort from Perth um, and studying in that method because you know everyone else well, most of the other students were over in Melbourne yes or the other blended learning students like I had one from um, Alice Springs yeah. uh, and country Victoria um, so we were never in the same spot yeah. you know we were only over there so it was yeah it was great yeah, it was pretty yeah. awesome. It was, yeah, it was yeah, so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then we've grown close as well as friends and, you know, just Definitely. being able to talk about work yeah, so in a non-professional setting. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, being music therapists, you know, we do definitely, um, being bound by a code of ethics, mm. you can't talk about clients. Um, you know, you have to respect client confidentiality. Absolutely. Um yeah, so it's it's definitely hard to talk about work with people who aren't sort of, you know, working in our field. Mm. Yeah, it's great having people and we're growing in WA. So yes. after I graduated, um, another RMT graduated, Goya Zeng. 
Sorry, Goya, I've mentioned your name. <laughs> You'll be on this podcast soon too, I hope. Um, yeah, so Goya started working for Amana Living, which yes. is um, aged care. fantastic. Yeah, I actually saw um, a car, truck, I don't know, driving around Perth, just on the freeway. Oh. <laughs> they had a big Amana Living advertisement just um, oh, wow. It was one of those cars with the all yeah. plastered around the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, look at that. They're, they're doing stuff. Because I had never heard of them before they, no, neither have I before they were looking year. for them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, expecting some very exciting things there. So Definitely. Especially with all that stuff that's going around. Um, there was that show on the ABC, mm. the, the Catalyst Progress. Yes. Yeah, and I they did talked watch about. That. Yeah, I only saw snippets of that. Mm. They were talking about the music and memory program yes mm. yeah so yeah working with <laughs> um people with dementia i think it was yeah and was there a little segment on dancing and parkinson's oh uh, possibly i don't yeah. know i think yeah i only saw a little bit about music therapy yeah really mm. interesting it was really oh, good not it, music therapy music and memory yeah 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 so separate things by the way yeah if you want to definitely. know more just get in contact with us yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just that music and memory isn't run by music therapists mm-hmm. um but they do definitely um use music mm-hmm. um for um, non-musical goals yes isn't it with yeah. that one so, um, I guess getting people to engage after they've sort of closed themselves. But I think they were more about an iPod program where you listen to music. Yeah. Yes, you have an iPod. My understand, very limited understanding is there's an iPod and a list of music from mm-hmm. that they know that they're interested in and they yeah. pop their headphones in and, and enjoy their music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little bit yeah. different to what music therapists do. Yes. But still, um, great that people are finding out about music and health. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of interest after that program about music therapy, so that was really great. Yeah, and recently on Facebook um, there was a video going around. um, I can't remember which channel it was, maybe Channel 7 over in the Gold Coast. Oh, okay. Um, Music with Monica, I think. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so (laughs) they were doing a segment about her music therapy work that she was doing over there. That's um, fantastic. And she was using the big animal drum that we used oh, to sing and go. Love that. Animal yeah, drum. the animal <laughs> drums. So yeah, in music therapy we tend to use, especially working with children. Yes. We tend to use a lot of very fun, colourful instruments yeah, to grab people's great. attention. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, if you want to find out where you can get those instruments, I have a great website I can tell you about. Yeah. Kids good. Music Beat. Yes. Mm. Great Fantastic. website. Run by a registered music therapist. You can email her and let her know what you want to do, mm. or the age of the children, and what you think might be useful, and she'll be able to get back to you and let you know which instruments are the most mm. appropriate. And, yeah, and if nice. you're an RMT, they do discounts for uh, registered music therapists. Yes. Or student music therapists if you're still studying, mm. which is kind of cool. Um, so, Em, I wanted yes. to ask you what <laughs> kind of things do you do for self care? Oh, we yes. talk about self-care a lot, mm-hmm. you know, during study um, because, you know, like how we were saying, our work can get a bit overwhelming. Definitely. So you need that time to mm. yes. debrief. And... It's, I'm not going to lie, something I'm still working on. <laughs> um, it's not an easy thing to do. Mm. Uh, I think just because of the nature of the type of people that become therapists. Mm-hmm. 
for me, professional supervision is a really big part of my self-care. Yeah. I find it really useful and um, helpful. Um, peer supervision even is really fantastic mm -hmm. and I find that really good. Yeah. Um, oh, a big part of it for me is just also reconnecting with music for myself because mm. I find, and I think a lot of people um, discover this too, is <laughs> you kind of lose your connection to music. Yeah. Um, which is really sad. Yeah, because we're always playing music for yeah, other, other people. people. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, this year is sort of really about trying to reconnect with music for myself yeah. and um, discovering what I enjoy listening to and playing and yeah. that sort of thing. So I've recently joined a choir called Menagerie. Yeah. I'll <laughs> um, be going to see you perform. Yay. <laughs> In a few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a concert coming up if you're interested on the 21st of August. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's an indie pop band, uh, band choir. Mm -hmm. We do have a band that plays with the choir. Um, yeah, so that's really fun. Every yeah. Monday night we rehearse yeah. and I'm really enjoying that. So you said you were part of that band as well? Yeah. So what are you playing in the band? <laughs> so I'm playing guitar, <laughs> yes. a bit of electric guitar, which yeah. is terrifying. <laughs> I've never played in a band before. Rhythm? So yeah, just rhythm. I, like, <laughs> I, can only, I can only do rhythm, guys. So a bit of ukulele. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a role with the tongue drum. Oh, okay. So you can Ooh, one of the songs. Interesting. Yeah, so yep. it should be really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's it's true. Like last year, I started um, playing gigs with my friend. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Troy from high school. <laughs> he's just he's just an amazing guitarist. Oh, and cool. so I, I picked up, I don't really say I play the cajon because I sort of just self-taught myself. <laughs> So if you don't know, a cajon is, um, I think, it's, a it's like a, box. yeah, it's just a wooden box that you tap <laughs> and make noises with. Um, but, um, yeah, so it's like hollow on the inside and they've got some strings that, um, work as a, like a snare. Yeah. Mm. It's a very yeah. cool instrument. It is. It's I've got one too, easy. but I haven't played it yet. Yeah. <laughs> We've been meaning to go for cajon lessons. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we should do it. We should. <laughs> Actually, find some time. Get to, I know, yes. we're both so busy. <laughs> yeah. Tricky. Yeah. But um yeah, so I play the cajon and sing and um I've been playing gigs with Troy and that's that's been nice because mm. you know, you do sort of forget that there's you know, we we all started out as musicians mm -hmm. and we all started um we all found an interest in music therapy because we love how music has I guess affected our own lives. Absolutely. And, yeah, we've found yeah. an appreciation in that. So it's very easy to lose sight of that when you're always playing music for someone else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I've just done it as a way to reconnect, I guess. Mm. Um, you know, <laughs> as well as play playing for other people. I don't know how much good that's doing for other people <laughs> or the people that are hiring us to play for them. But it's a lot of fun, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And just playing um, music with other musicians yeah that, that's a big I miss part a bit of that definitely mm. i definitely miss that yeah which has been really fun with the choir mm -hmm. yeah definitely mm. Mm. um because we did a drumming workshop uh, a few months ago now mm. um it was one of our professional developments for um our registered music therapists in wa and 
it was kind of nice, wasn't it? it you was. know, having a group facilitated for us. Yeah, because so we're strange. always the ones um, <laughs> doing the facilitating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they they were great. I had a lot of fun. So did I. Mm. It's fantastic. I, we picked up a lot of uh, rhythm techniques. Yes. Um, I liked how he explained the four four five four six. The, the hippopotamus thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah so what I'm talking about is, um, you know, if you have trouble playing in, say, like a 7-8 time, then you can say, <laughs> I'm counting it no, on my no, fingers. No. Is it I yellow can't. hippopotamus? Yeah. 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 So you can just say yellow hippopotamus, yellow hippopotamus. <laughs> so he gave us a few tips like that. That was kind of fun. Yeah, it was really good. Mm. Mm. But, um, yeah, I always thought... Um, like, I know they do a lot of drumming workshops and things like that for younger kids. Mm. But, you know, just being adults as well, like, seeing how that is fun and engaging and... Yeah, totally. Mm. <laughs> but being able to play music with all the other registered music um, therapists in WA was yes. nice. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Like that, um, the workshop we did, the technology one, yeah. doing some singing together. Yeah. And... Karen playing guitar. That was really <laughs> fun too. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, Karen Twyford. Um, so she has been do doing music therapy for quite a while. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm planning on contacting her to do a podcast as well. Next week I'll be chatting to Catherine Wilmot. Oh, wonderful. Mm. So Catherine is uh, both of ours supervisors for Sing and Grow. Mm. Yeah, so she's a very busy lady. She's definitely yes. a travelling music therapist. <laughs> she's um, the state manager for Sing and Grow for WA and South Australia. Yes. But because... Um, Sing and Grow based in Queensland. She has to go over to Brisbane. And... Yes. Yeah. Are you excited for conference? I'm so excited. Yeah. I haven't looked at anything yet. <laughs> I've heard this, the program's really great this year. Mm -hmm. um, one of my friends is presenting, which mm -hmm. is really nice. So I'll go watch her. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's like five of us going over or four of us. Um. Four, you, definitely. Louise, Catherine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so if you listen to this podcast, you probably get very familiar with all of those things. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Louise Miles from last week, she would be presenting. Also, Catherine Wilmot um, on the next podcast. Yeah, they'll both be presenting, which is great. Yeah. Two from WA. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just so inspiring to be... Uh, who was I talking to about this? With Imogen, I think. Oh. You know, just being in a place with so many um, music therapists mm -hmm. and hearing about music therapy for, you know, hours and hours. That might sound boring <laughs> to some people, but <laughs> it's very inspiring. It is. Mm. You always come away from conference just, yeah, feeling really inspired and motivated mm. and mm -hmm. just like you've recharged your batteries. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. pretty exciting. And it's yeah. lots of fun. It is. I would call it self-care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, especially the party with yeah. the live music. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I think I've mentioned in every single podcast, but it is my birthday that weekend. Oh, yay! <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Your birthday's soon, though. Yeah, on Friday. Yeah. Oh, yay. Yay. How old are you turning? 28. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, I'm turning 26 this year. And oh. when, you f when you get to, like... After 25, you are in your late 20s. And I do you know. know how depressing that is? I was very stressed when I turned <laughs> 26. Because you go into that age bracket where you have to tick, like... Yeah, 26 to 30. Yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, come on. 
not yeah. that close to 30, am yeah. I? So, yeah. Oh, well. terrifying. Mm. Oh, that's all right, though. <laughs> we're, we're just growing more mature. Yes. Um, more knowledgeable as music therapists and yes. as, as humans. <laughs> Anyways, I think we might have to wrap it up there. But, um, Emily, where can they find you if our oh, listeners yes. wanted to ask you any questions? Well, you can find me on Facebook. Just look up ELM Music Therapy. And you should find my lovely smiling face in the profile. Yes. <laughs> Happy to have yes. a chat and answer any questions you have, definitely. Great. And you can find me on Facebook also, Music Therapy Now, um, as well as Twitter, mtnow underscore yuki, and also YouTube. Um, we're about to <laughs> video a jam. Sorry, Emma, I didn't <laughs> warn you. That's okay. But um, yeah, so we'll be jamming to something, hopefully. You'll see our beautiful faces up on YouTube. So please search Music Therapy now. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>